Welcome back to the Cubicle Chronicles podcast, a sounding board for the creative millennial who often imagines what life is like beyond 9 to 5, or you've already taken action to secure a life filled with purpose-driven creative work. This show shares the funny and relatable nuances of cubicle life. Also given is practical advice on what to do or what not to do in your journey through corporate and how to not sell yourself out while succeeding. Listeners send in cultural misappropriations, random mishaps, and all-around weird things that have happened to them while climbing the corporate ladder, yet yearning for more fulfillment. If you listen to this podcast um, on Apple Podcast, uh, if you would do me a really, really huge favor and just rate the podcast, it's so simple to rate it. All you do is go to the podcast page, scroll down, and hopefully you will click all five stars. But, you know, I'm open to any feedback. So you can leave a little comment. It's super quick how much you like the podcast and uh, rate, like, subscribe, and of course, share the episodes with anyone you feel might want to hear it. So with that said, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, Um, and I'm back. So welcome back to the Cubicle Chronicles podcast. So I'm just going to get right back into my story um if you have not listened to the first part of this um series well it's not a series but on the last episode I started the chronicle through my career journey which is basically the whole point of my podcast the whole point of everything that I'm doing now um because you know I up until a certain point was just basically going with the flow of my life like I was not taking any um, specific action um, or having, you know, no real intention on getting to the life I know I wanted to live. So that's the reason why I shared my personal career journey so far on the first episode. Never realized that I've never totally told the whole story on why I even, you know, started a podcast. Um, But let's get back into part two. So on the first episode, I went through what the first nine. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The first seven jobs I had post-college. So I'm not totally sure where I left off, but I um moved to Atlanta in 2015. So clearly that's, you know, where my next step was. I think I left off. Oh yeah. Okay. This is where I left off. I worked at Nordstrom for so long. I told y'all how it was like an amazing experience because I had a lot of fun but most importantly I had like this glimpse and if you if you're doing what you want to do as far as a career and in your purpose goes you know you feel a certain way when you do it like honestly I've never really understood the term because I didn't feel that way when you do what you love it doesn't feel like work I kind of felt like that at Nordstrom. I mean, it was retail and that part sucked. But as far as like, I don't know, it was something about it that made me feel so, so joyful. Like, you know, maybe it was the people, the energy, the culture at Nordstrom is really cool. So sadly, though, I just felt this angst and I just started to like, you know, dissociate from the job. I started to be like really annoyed and really critical. So that's why I knew it was a time for me to change something up in my life. So not only did I leave Nordstrom, but I left Jacksonville. Like I was just over Jacksonville at this point in my career. I hadn't been there long. So I relocated to Atlanta 2015. Um, because, okay. So my 
last position at Nordstrom, basically I was on the sales floor. So I went through what the first seven of my jobs, three of those were different positions within Nordstrom. So when I get to Atlanta, I switched to like a work from home position um, where I was basically answering calls from like the, I converted a room of my house to an office and I was basically answering calls for Nordstrom.com customer service. Like if people ordered stuff that, you know, they would call and they would get me, which is, it was a call center again. If you remember from my last episode, I talked about how I worked at a call center briefly when I lived back home in Pensacola. Um, but so basically I transitioned into doing this from home. Um, now, so a shift in my career perspective changed and when I got to Atlanta because I was like, okay, then this was the whole point of me moving to Atlanta career wise was to like light it up was I was like, okay, I'm in Atlanta. Of course, the black Hollywood coming up, the black Mecca. I was like, everybody is black here. I'm loving it. So of course I'm about to kick off my career. Um, at the time I wanted to, you know, do a corporate job. <laughs> I wasn't totally sure on what I wanted to do. And this is the whole point, I guess you could say of me telling the story is that when you don't have a clear, clear, clear idea of what you really want to do, but also most importantly, who you really are. And this is also another point of my podcast and I'm freestyling this y'all. I'm just randomly talking, but going over my story. So the point of my podcast is to say, and to illustrate that when you find out who you really, really are, as far as like your gifts and what you have to give to the world and what really lights you up, you can align that with your work and that can be it. Like, you know what I mean? Personally, now, after I, you, you know, I went through all this story, you see my story, all these different jobs. Personally, it is my belief now that you no longer have to work a job. Um, let me not say that. Of course, we all have bills and we need to work a job. But it is my belief now that you don't have to absolutely hate your job anymore. Um, because, you know, it's 2019. There's so many ways to make money. There's so many ways to really live in your purpose. And even if you don't know what your purpose is, you can take a step back and figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like when I was working at Nordstrom, I didn't state it, but when I left corporate to go back to Nordstrom and work in retail, I think that I was really stepping back to really, you know, figure out what I really liked and what I really wanted to do. Maybe subconsciously, yeah. I was really stepping back and like saying, okay, Courtney, you know you don't like this job. You know you're not going to stay here in corporate and, you know, go into what, like advertising. So let's take a step back go do something that's a lot more flexible and free. And that was for me at the time was retail. So the point is when I moved to Atlanta, I was a little more clear on what I knew I wanted to do, but not totally clear. And the, and the other point is when you don't know what you want, every single time you throw that dart, you're going to kind of sort of get what you want, but it's not going to be it. So the point of this story, my podcast, and everything that you might see me doing on social media is to have a really clear intention, have a really clear vision, and use your, you know, your gifts, your emotion, of course, network, your network, use everything you have to get to that vision for yourself. So 
I am doing that with this podcast, with my YouTube channel. With everything you see me drop, it's because I have a very clear vision now (laughs) of what I want to feel like in my life, of what I want to share with people. So that's it. Getting from um, Nordstrom, I moved to Atlanta and I was like, okay, you know, I think I want to... You know, I was at this time, I was in school for my MBA. I was like, all right, I'm just going to pursue corporate marketing. That's all I, (laughs) that's all I had an idea of. So I got to Atlanta. I did the Nordstrom work for home thing for like two months. I did it for like, actually it was about three months. I did it for like three months. So in the meantime, I got really lucky and um, I scored a contract position at Coca-Cola headquarters. Now that sounds good. (laughs) And this is also the point of my story too, is like, don't do what sounds good. Don't do what, you know, like it's going to feed your ego, what looks good on paper, anything that you feel like, oh, it will be good to be a director of marketing or a corporate blah, 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 like scrap that don't do what sounds good don't do what's gonna fulfill your ego and like continue to fill that role of what society thinks you should be doing at whatever age I got a roll of coca-cola I was like okay this is gonna look good on my resume um coca-cola like wow like you know but I hated it (laughs) clearly because you know I have a lot more of this story to go through so I, I scored a role at Coca-Cola and y'all, it was like, I don't know, my mindset was trash, honestly. And this is the whole point that I'm going to make around too, is like my mindset was trash um, because when I got in, when I got the job, you know, I was just like shrinking. I was shrinking myself because it wasn't what I totally wanted. Once I realized I got in the job, um, basically <laughs> what I was doing in the job was, I don't know if y'all have seen, well, I'm sure y'all have seen like those Coca-Cola freestyle machines where you can like basically get any kind of drink. Um, my job was to start the process for restaurants to get those machines installed. This was in 2016 when the machines were still kind of booming and not a lot of restaurants had them. So what I did was in the job, I was supposed to basically kickstart the process of them being installed and it just wasn't worth it. And I'm going to be totally honest right now. The whole point of, you know, this story is I was just chasing something, something, something without taking time to figure out who I really was and align that with what I know I want to do with my life. So I took the job. The damn job was only $15 an hour. And if you're from Atlanta, or if you ever been to Atlanta, you know how stuff is so far and so spread out. When I first moved to Atlanta, I lived in Decatur, like South Decatur, basically. And the job was in Alpharetta. Um, and I was only getting paid $15 an hour. And my commute, sometimes in the morning, my commute would be upwards of two hours long. So... It was one of those things, honestly, where I was like, okay, well, the experience will be worth it. It turns out the experience was not worth it. (laughs) And the work really didn't mean anything to me. So, and I'm going to say this again, because I just want anybody who was listening to this, and I'm still preaching to myself, really, sometimes when I say, if it has, if it, if it has like if you have like a reaction in your body or your mood changes or you just like 
feel so dull and dried up at your job or whatever you do and you feel like you have to do it, it's a little bit of internal work that needs to happen because, you know, I've been there too and I'm still going through it, but I had to do a little internal work. I'm sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my water because I'm talking my head off. So the point is, um, there's always some internal work to be done if you feel like you no longer align with your job. And when I took this job at Coca-Cola, I had no concept of (laughs) internal work, self-help or whatever. So I took the job. I was like fed up with it. And on top of a shit ton of stuff that was going on in my personal life, I just decided to quit. (laughs) Womp, womp. And every time... Everybody, I like to read and listen to biographies of people like successful people, like let's say Ellen DeGeneres or like um, Steve Harvey, Oprah. Like I listen to Oprah's Masterclass um, podcast. Y'all should check it out. It's super cool. But (laughs) to relate it to this is, I think everybody has said that when you're not kind of in line with your purpose and what you know you love to do and what you probably are really good at, you're going to get like a news flash or like, you know, little tidbits of like, um, you know, kind of like God tap you on the shoulder. Like, Hey, this ain't for you. This is the whole time I was a Coca-Cola. Like it was stressful. And I honestly wasn't putting in the work to understand the job for real. Um, so God kept tapping me on the shoulder. Like, Hey girl, you got a lot of other self work to do before you figure out what you really want. So instead of doing that self work, (laughs) instead of doing that self work, I let my anxiety, I let my ego, I let everything get the best of me. And I started to like walk around like with this chip on my shoulder, like this job suck. Like I don't need this. And I have nothing else lined up. So this is how it went one day. And I kept telling, um, you know, I kept telling, (laughs) people that I wanted to quit the job and that I hated it, but I wasn't making no real moves on trying to find a new job because to go back to it, yes, I didn't know who I really was and I wasn't clear on what I wanted to do. So (laughs) it went something like this. One day I woke up, (laughs) I emailed the job and was like, thank you for the opportunity, but I will no longer be coming to the office. (laughs) And I sent the email. So once I sent the email, it was like a huge, huge weight had lifted off my shoulder. Like I was happy. I jumped out of bed. Like (laughs) I was like, I'm so free. I was like, okay, this is what I'm about to do. This is in 2016. And this year is 2019. And clearly y'all know I started my business last year. But in 2016, I was like, okay, I'm going to start my business. I'm going to go apply for a loan. I'm going to take out a loan and use that as capital to start my business, you know, my marketing firm, whatever I can do to start people. Here I am. All right. So later on in the day, a reality said that I quit the job. And as soon as I sent the email, um, I got replies back from my manager. I got replies back. I got so many replies back because they were like, please don't quit. Like, we'll work with you. Like, you know, we're willing to coach you. And we know, we know you've been having a hard time with the job, but you know, could you consider it? I don't know what was, (laughs) this is like my first, 
this is the most daring thing I've ever done in my life. So, um, to give you a timeline, I started the job in what January, 2016. So by May of 2016, I was fed up and I randomly sent them the email saying I wasn't coming back. So this was the probably craziest thing I've ever done in my life to date. And um, honestly, I like I like how I just made a decision myself. However, you know, when you grown, you got free will, you're going to experience the consequences of your decision regardless <laughs> of how, you know, it's going to go at first. But the point is, what I admired of myself for just quitting this job randomly, no job lined up. Uh, I... Honestly, I hadn't saved anything on purpose. I had, I had like just, I think, got my tax refund. And it's not, I didn't quit the job because I got my tax refund. I think I would have quit it regardless. So I quit the job, no job lined up. I quit the job with no savings. And I really quit the job without telling anybody. Like, I don't even think, I totally don't even think my friends knew, my family damn sure didn't know that I quit the job. So it's just like, I, the only thing I really admired in myself, admired in myself at the time was that I just made a decision by myself because this job was stressing me the F out and it was just making me very, very miserable. And I'm not like a miserable person. So let's hear a word from my sponsor and then we'll get back into the rest of the story and finish it up. Okay, actually, just kidding. I'm going to keep telling the story. Um, So, what I was saying was, um, I quit the job and I admired my ability to make a decision and my ability to just leap with no net. So, <laughs> I guess you could say I leapt and something, while it didn't immediately happen, clearly in 2016, um, when you... I feel like when you take one leap, it's like when it comes up again, you kind of get that same feeling of, okay, this is the time for me to take another leap. I think that I might be, I guess you could say I kind of practiced it because more than anything, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes we can be so risk averse because we're so comfortable, but how are we so unhappy yet we're not trying to take any risks? Like, so I admire my ability to just leap and have nothing to catch me and literally nothing because I quit the shop in May. So at this point, Coca-Cola is my eighth position post-college. Eight, number eight. I graduated in 2010 and damn, by 2016, this is my eighth job. So that's like on the fast track to like changing jobs every year which is what you technically not supposed to do according to like, you know, old people and stuff. Um, so quick Coca-Cola. Um, (laughs) and honestly, it wasn't that long before I realized, well, and at the time, okay, let me just say that I did not get the marketing job (laughs) that I thought I was about to get after quitting Coca-Cola. So I quit Coca-Cola in May, 2016 and it didn't, it took about, I would say about 40 days, honestly. And I was counting because a young queen was broke, okay? It's like I was figuring things out. And, like, for some reason, and I really don't even know how the money was showing up to, like, you know, 
live. So, <laughs> um, I was out without a job for like 40 days before I made some pop again. And so <laughs> this is funny and y'all don't think it's funny, but it's funny to me because it's just like a, a zigzag, which is, you know, there's no straight and, and narrow, which is what the total opposite of what I thought from when I graduated. I'm like, okay, graduation, you know, people are going to be knocking my door down, emailing me, trying to get me a job. It's going to be a straight path to like corporate, a straight path to like what I want to do. But clearly after seven, eight positions, um, I'm in my ninth position now in June, 2016, July, 2016, I went back to Nordstrom because hell I needed an income. Like, all right. I was like, okay, at least let me get an income while I figure out my next move once again. So, you know, I was like, all this fails, I'll go back to Nordstrom, go back to retail, make a, a, at least get a check coming in so that I can pay my bills and live. So I was, I was riddled. Okay. This is like how I personally felt because when I went back to Nordstrom, it was the Nordstrom in Atlanta, here in Atlanta. So before when I was working Nordstrom in Jacksonville, I guess you could say I was drinking the Kool-Aid because I felt, you know, very proud to have my job. I love my coworkers. I love the energy. But this time around, I was in a very, very different space. I was in a very, very different like mindset. And I was just in like survival mode, period. And I did not enjoy the job at all. I was literally just trying to make money on top of like just being like desperate. Like this is this is a story of like I feel like it was a story of desperation because I was like, I don't even know how I was surviving. Like, well, it was just like hustle. Like, honestly, at this point in my life, I learned a lot when it comes to like purely surviving. And it wasn't like anything to where I was just like facing eviction or anything. But I was like, damn, it was just, I can't explain it at least on this podcast to make it make sense because I don't want this to be too long. But going back to Nordstrom, the pay was very, very, very low. And I just felt like very stripped, very belittled because the irony in all of this is I had just, by this time, I was about to graduate with my MBA. So it's like, and this also shows, okay, the way that karma works, it don't have to be anything negative or, you know, but... When you make a choice, that choice is going to come right back to you. It was like a circle. I made a choice in May of that year to just leave my job with nothing else lined up. But as soon as I got this job and I started to like work it, I was experiencing the effects of my choice because it was such low pay. I hated the job. I like did not want to go. It was like, um, and basically what I was doing was looking for the orders in the store when people placed orders to pick them up or place them online. Like at this time, like it was just a whole different atmosphere this time around. But I say this to illustrate how karma works. Cause I don't think karma necessarily is always something that, you know, is, you know, external. I think it can be very much internal. Anytime you make a choice, Regardless of whether it's good or bad or neutral, you're going to experience the effects of that choice. So I was experiencing the effects of leaving that job at Coca-Cola for so, 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 so long. I started Nordstrom in, what, June 2016, and I didn't quit there until the following year, 
um, in January of 2017. And the funniest thing is I stayed at Nordstrom longer than kind of any of the most recent positions I had had, but I worked that job and I also want to illustrate the power of making a decision because once I worked at Nordstrom and I was basically struggling, honestly, like, you know, I was still alive and I still like, you know, made it work. I still got to work, put gas in my car, paid the rent. It was just a time in my life where I was like going through the dark night of the soul period because there were things in my life that were happening that were separating me from my old life. And this job, it was so, it was like kind of like a huge life coincidence because I made a choice to quit this job. And it's like, when I did that, I jumped from one part of my life to the next. And if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, and I'm also going to plug that. So I have a YouTube channel called Courtney's Diary. If you go to my Instagram or go to YouTube and type in Courtney's Diary, you will see my YouTube channel. And the point of my YouTube channel is to illustrate what I write and what I, you know, the chronicles of what I've been writing in my journal based on my personal transformation. So this podcast illustrates my career transformation and I can guess you say my my YouTube channel illustrates my personal transformation. So I was basically going through my Saturn return period so you can watch my newest video on YouTube about that. But the point is, as far as my career goes, it's like I jumped from one um, part of my life to the next and this job at Nordstrom was like a tunnel. And I'm just literally making this up. The The job in Nordstrom was like a tunnel. I was in limbo. I was in career limbo because I had left an old part of my life and my old career. And I was moving into a new part of my life. And unbeknownst to me at the time, a new part of my career. Because I ended up finally getting a marketing job. So in January of 2017, I was offered a job at this very small marketing firm and it did not pay a lot, but it was like, God literally sent me this job because I had did some work. Like, and when I say I did some work, I did like some personal work to get to know who I was and what I kind of wanted to get out of the second part of my life. Like when it comes to my career, I had got a lot more clear and I was I was on the up and up, you can say. So this is crazy how now that I'm like actually putting it together, the second go around at Nordstrom was like the limbo, the the bridge to the second part of my career. Because when I got the job at this marketing firm in February, January, 2017, I did not stay there long. And the people that I met there were so sweet, like... It was a huge opportunity because it was exactly what I wanted and it was exactly what I wanted to do. The only con I had was that the pay was low and it was just like an entry level role. But it's crazy how this opportunity fell in my lap and I stayed there from like January 2017 to June of 2017. So, and I'm about to wrap this up because I don't want this to be too long, but The craziest part is I've always, well, the craziest part is while I was working in Nordstrom, I tried to get on at the Home Depot. If you live in Atlanta, like the Home Depot corporate office is here and damn near everybody worked there. So 
Um, while I was working at Nordstrom, like, you know, at the very low paying job, I interviewed or yeah, I had a phone interview. I was like trying, trying, trying to get on at the Home Depot corporate, but nothing ever popped. It's like crazy. Nothing, nothing ever popped. I had like a friend who worked there and she was on the inside and even with her being on the inside, like nothing popped. So looking back now, clearly I was not ready. I was still out of alignment for that job, if that makes sense. Because I just kept working at Nordstrom and then my job fell in my lap. The job at the marketing firm fell in my lap. And then randomly in the summer of 2017, I got a call saying, hey, we found you on LinkedIn. We think you would be a good fit for this job for one of our clients. It was a a staffing agency that reached out to me. So I go through the pre-interview or whatever, and then it's revealed to me that the job and their client is Home Depot. And I was like shocked. I was literally shocked at this point. At this point, it was a year since like, you know, I had quit Coca-Cola and I had quit Nordstrom. Um, I don't know. And I just can't explain it because I just wasn't in alignment when I was trying, trying, trying to make the job and the position at Home Depot work. But I let it go. And I think I told this story on my Instagram about how like it just came to me when I stopped being so damn desperate and uptight. But most importantly, I figured out what I really kind of wanted to do even more clearly with my life. So, bam, uh, July 2017, I started the Home Depot and it's like a literal manifestation turned into my reality because it came at a time in my life when I was not expecting it. And I was grateful for the opportunity and it was a catalyst to what I'm doing now. Um, and okay. So by this time, Home Depot is my 11th job post-graduation. So I get in at Home Depot, I'm a contractor. And then like, uh, while I'm working at Home Depot, this is when the hugest part of my transformation, I guess you could say took place because I was not living in survival mode anymore. Like I was, I had a lot more money, clearly (laughs) a lot more money, a lot more freedom and a lot more mental space to really, really dig into who, one, who I was and two, what I wanted to do with my life. So I guess you could say, I can illustrate this whole story to say when you don't have the mental capacity Like maybe when like stress or desperation or shame or guilt or fear, when any of those big, big emotions are like weighing on your heart and your mind, you're not going to have any time, any free time to just float and figure out who you are, and what you really want out of life when it comes to a career. So once I got, I guess you could say in the world of spirituality, (laughs) when it comes to your chakras, I guess you could say my root chakra was like open because I no longer had that fear of survival, like, you know, of like money and like groceries and gas and basic needs. All my basic needs were met. So, um, at, when I got that stability, I was able to be and free myself up to be more creative and dig into really what I wanted to do. So the craziest thing is one day when I was working at Home Depot, it was like Christmas. It was like two, three days before Christmas. And it was so, so slow. So I just got the idea from my blog. And if 
you know my entire story. I started my media company being bored from a blog. Like I was like, okay, I know it was something pressing on me. Like it's crazy. And I'm just getting a little emotional telling this because it's just crazy how I freed up so much energy and emotional space and like something was pressing, pressing, pressing on me. Like, okay, you're here at Home Depot. Of course, this is cool. It's funding, you know, your life and stuff. But it was something pressing on me. Like there's, there's more to this. There's more to life. There's more, more, more. So I was like, what if I start a blog and just start to write out the way that I felt over the last year? Like, you know, what if I started to like get back into writing? Like, you know, stuff like that. So I started the blog literally in like two days. I went to Squarespace, made up the name Being Bored, um, bought the website, um, put up like two or three blog posts. I started out with like, you know, talking about exploring Atlanta. I started like just writing just like some stories. So you can go to my website, beingboard.com and see what that's all about. But I started this just like, I guess you could say with that voice, like inside, you know, we all have that voice. So I started this on the whim of like that voice and like, you know, just feeling like, okay, what else can I do now that my basic needs are satisfied and like things like that? What else is life going to be like? So I started being bored randomly in like September, October, December, November, between September and December, 2017. Like my creativity was on fire. Cause like, I was like wide open to like, okay, what else am I here for? Why, what am I really about to get into in this second phase of my career? So being bored came about as a blog where I was just, you know, talking about coming of age, your Saturn return, you know, personal transformation. But then in 2018, something clicked for me because I was like, wait, hold up. What if I do this for other people? Like, what if I, you know, take businesses, their missions and their goals and I, turn this into like, you know, a freelance thing. I So I turned it into a business to where I created content online, whether it's like a website, social media, um, blogs, anything to do with written content. I turned that into a freelance company. So 11, and then eventually at Home Depot, I aligned my writing on the side with my full-time job at Home Depot. So right now I'm a full-time writer at the Home Depot and I still you know, I'm producing and have ideas to take being bored to another level. So at this point, I guess you could say I'm in my 12th job. <laughs> I'm in my 12th job post-graduation. I graduated what, in 2010. I'm finally in my 12th job, but this is not the end, clearly. Like, you know, I have so much more to go now that I've built on that initial stability and that initial creativity and just follow my inst- intuition like it's just like once I started to pull the thread of like okay I like writing I like talking I like producing media I like tv I like film I like I started to basically turn everything I like into and producing it myself and you know I'm aligning what I like to do who I am and what I'm good at with my career so that's the point of this podcast And I just know that the life that I dreamed of, it can be created. That's also the whole point. It's like, you know, 
anything that I can conceive of and dream of and like anything that I might have probably, you know, you heard me talk about all these other eight, nine, 10, 11 jobs in these jobs. I've always had this dream. Like I've always had a dream of talking on TV or being interviewed or just like writing stuff for other people or creating stuff for other people, visuals, stuff like that. I've always dreamed of like, you know, what if I could just write or like maybe travel the world and write from anywhere, run a a business, a company from anywhere. Those are my dreams. So it's like, clearly you hear the story of who I was being in these jobs, not quite myself, like still working out of maybe my ego, still kind of like trying to put myself into what I should be through the eyes of other people or society. So you I guess you could see also I wasn't ready to discover where I am now. And of course, this is not an end point. Like, I'm, by no means am I like mega, like, you know, I guess you could say successful. But what I'm saying is I wasn't ready to be the person who I am now. So the person who I'm still coming up with and creating the career that I'm creating, the path I'm creating, there's a lot more growing that has to do to fit into that. But it's the career story has been an evolution, so to say. So listen to my first episode. I chronicled my first seven jobs pre-college or post-college. And then after that, I still had one, two, three, four, five, six jobs. Or right, so right now I'm on my 12th. I hope y'all continue to listen and understand the point now of my podcast, my Um, YouTube channel and everything that I put out. So I will talk to y'all next time. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Cubicle Chronicles. Once again, please like, rate, and share. And of course, subscribe to my podcast to keep up with the Cubicle Chronicles story. And um, also send me a DM on your personal Cubicle Chronicles if you like. Bye!